Because if you're an old guy and you're retired with all your money, your 401k, not a good move. I'm sorry. You got to get some of that out of there because if it tanks, I know I lost, well, three, four hundred thousand dollars in 2008 and nine. It took seven to eight years to make that money back. Wow. Okay. No, no. Yeah, no. I want to, I don't want to have that type of exposure. I'm, no. you know, and if you're in your retirement years, you don't want to wait eight years for it to come back. Cause not right. only it, you, you lost the the time value of money, the, the appreciation of what that money, that 300 grand, what would that have earned at 10%? You know, right. think about that over eight years. I've lost yeah. another hundred, couple hundred thousand bucks mm-hmm. and lost value. Yeah. Wall Street doesn't tell you, they don't think, oh, well, you don't lose any money unless you sell it. Well, I did lose money. 300, 400 grand for eight years was not there. Welcome back, everyone, to the Passive Road to Retirement podcast. I'm your host, Andy Jarrett. Today, we are joined by Matt Hansen. Matt is a retired corporate executive that transitioned to full-time real estate investor. His investment portfolio includes over 2,000 units of multifamily apartments located in Texas, Tennessee, and Florida. He's passionate about helping others avoid the volatility of the stock market by passively investing in real estate. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Andy. Happy to great. be here. Yeah, great to have you here. So for those who don't know your story, maybe you can just kind of give uh, how you transition from, you know, full-time corporate executive to uh, to real estate investor. Yeah, yeah. So I retired about two years ago. But before that, probably six years ago, I really got heavily into large multifamily. Before mm-hmm. that, I did some fix and flip, you know, over the uh, 33 years or so. We probably, my wife and I did a dozen houses or so. But about six years ago is when I got into a large multifamily syndication. Mm-hmm. And um, as a corporate guy, I wasn't really allowed to advertise I was doing it. So I would run deals from the letter of intent to the close behind mm-hmm. the scenes. I would do the marketing and I would do due diligence or whatever, that type of stuff. Yeah. And then um, about two years ago, I retired. Now I can openly talk about, hey, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> so, so, but but it was great though. Is uh, and also did tons of limited partner passive investing to begin with. Sure. And that was really powerful because I found out, okay, what do I like and what don't I like with these deals that I'm investing in? Yeah. How are people managing them? How are they treating me? Right. And I always make sure I remember. Like, I remember when I was a new person and I was investing and they didn't tell me distributions wouldn't start until six or eight months or a year after you put your money in. Right. That was my first two. Nobody told me, oh, you're not going to see distributions until we renovate the units and now we have cash flow. They mm-hmm. never said that. I'm thinking, oh, what's where's the money? So it was a really good experience. So that's kind of how I got into it. Gradually as limited partner, now I've run lots of deals. We're doing big, big deals in Florida, Texas, and Arizona. We're looking at Arizona. Some three of the best markets to passively invest in real estate. Absolutely. Nice. Now, why, um, I guess, why are you picking those markets? More like migration patterns or what do you, what do you look at when you pick those markets? You know, same thing you do, Andy. Yeah. Is that we look for population growth and employment growth. Yep. So Florida, where you live, will probably between that, Texas and Florida, those are the top three markets. I think pretty mm. much everyone will agree. In terms yeah. of affordability too, um, that's where people are moving. That's where employers are moving. East Coast and West Coast people are moving. The East Coast people are moving to Florida. The West Coast people are moving to Arizona, Nevada a little bit, and Texas. So, yep, we follow where the people are, where the population is. That's the number one population employment for Mm -hmm. um, large multifamily apartments. Because when you have a 227 unit, you got to make sure there's people moving into that town. And we do. And we, (laughs) no, nobody, we can't afford to be, but we do the stress test. So we know, okay, 67% vacancy or occupancy, we're still breaking even. Right. So we take a look at that. So those are why, that's why we like those markets. Nice. 
And Florida, as you know, no state income tax, which we love, right? <laughs> Very good. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Matt, how has uh, passive investing, you know, passive investments, the cash flow, how has that affected your family life, I guess, or has it made a significant impact on, you know, your day-to-day life? Yes, yes. I think the the cash flow isn't typically significant for like a hundred thousand dollar investment's going to kick off. Oh, three to five thousand dollars a year. Right. But the big thing is when we refinance an apartment complex or when we sold it, those two capital events. Mm-hmm. That's when the big payoff. So we have three apartment complexes in Florida. Well, you're you're a partner in yeah, one of those. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. So the Jack Three deal that we did, we yeah. just sold all of them and yeah. doubled our investors' money. And again, I'm not a financial advice. I'm not soliciting. I'm not right. a tax right. professional or 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 um or uh, legal advice or anything, but just this is some past performance, the case study, if you will. Mm-hmm. Our investors, if you passed a, invested $100,000, you'd get $202,000 back from those, okay. those properties mm-hmm. after 32 months. Our business plan was 72 months, right. but we were able to accomplish that business plan and blew it out of the water. I think we're 32% returns. Mm-hmm. So we chose, okay, in three years, in 32 months, we're going to give all of our money, we're going to sell it, give everybody's money back and, um, and all the profits versus hanging on to it for another three years it's law of diminishing return. It's velocity mm-hmm. of money. You've yep. earned that. We we have a fiduciary responsibility to our investors. We did it. Let's give mm-hmm. you your money back now. Now you can yeah. take that. Now you have twice as much to invest, pay for your kid's college or whatever you want to do with that money. Go on a big <laughs> vacation. Yeah. So um, that's really powerful. It really is. As a limited investor, I love it. But it's yep. usually the big capital events when you're selling it or refinancing it mm-hmm. is the big bump that you get. And that's what right. we all look for. Yep, yep. And it can't be life changing, you know, uh, doubling yeah. money like that, especially in that kind of time frame. Uh, you know, what a great investment! And do that in Wall Street, can you? Is anybody <laughs> exactly. doing that? Not legally, not securely, not, uh, right? Or, yeah. <laughs> yesterday, I was I was presenting at the local the local real estate. I live in Michigan now. I moved back to Michigan for oh, family yeah. reasons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was down there. I never got to see you. I know. I haven't seen away. you in a while. Yeah, <laughs> we were probably four hours away. But anyway, so I'm in the Midland uh, Jacksbury, and I was a guest speaker yesterday, and and I was t- telling that, and I said, "Well, you can't, you can't do this on Wall Street." And somebody yelled, "Yeah, you can if you do it illegally." And I said, "Well, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> insider trading, we're not doing Ponzi schemes and stuff like that." But was, right, yeah. I got called out on that. Said, yeah, <laughs> legally, I should say, legally, you can't do that in Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you've been obviously, you know, in real estate a long time, done a lot of deals. So do you have, you know, most people typically have one deal that maybe didn't go as planned or something they weren't expecting. You have any, you know, any story you can share with with our audience about? Yeah, I can. It was, it was one of my, it was actually my first passive investing deal. So almost hmm. six years ago. And I knew the main partner of the deal, the sponsor, the general, general partner. And so he's the guy I invested with. Mm-hmm. Well, after six months into the deal, you know, we put my money in, it was a hundred thousand bucks. And um, he he decided, you know what? I don't want to do multifamily anymore. I'm going to do triple net leases and commercial property. So he wow. left the GP and the other mm-hmm. two partners were newer people. And I kind of knew who they were, but they were younger people, young professionals, nothing, nothing around that, but they ran it to the ground within oh, another six months. They weren't following for the property manager. And then they had a capital call and said, okay, by the way, um, we need another twelve thousand from all investors, or we're going to de- wow. deplete your, reduce your equity in the deal. So I said, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm not going to give you guys another twelve grand. I don't trust right. you at all. You haven't, haven't performed yeah. well." 
So I did it and they diluted my, my shares, which was fine. They mm-hmm. did end up selling it last year. And I think I made 62,000 on it, but I mm-hmm. should have made a hundred thousand on it. Right. So that was a $40,000 <laughs> mistake yeah. because the lesson is look at all the general partners. Most importantly, the asset managers. My buddy was right. the asset. The guy I knew was going to be the asset manager. So yeah. it's the asset manager. Who are those asset managers? There's usually one or two people, usually two. You mm-hmm. want to back up. Sure. Bet those two people really well because they're the ones you're married to for the next six years. They're going to yeah. run that asset on, asset on the day-to-day. So look mm-hmm. at the asset manager, look at their track record, find out who their backup is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I learned <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good advice. Now, when you're looking at, um, you know, GPs and who's running it, is there anything you typically do? Any kind of, you know, background checks or anything or what, like, what do you look for? Well, you and I are in the same mastermind, the same group. Yeah. So they're kind of, we're all kind of pre-vetted. We're mostly all high mm-hmm. net worth individuals. And like you, I've known for, for three years. Yeah. I would invest with you. No question. I would partner with you 100%, <laughs> Andrew. You know that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so yeah. that's really, I, I think it, it's it's easy from that perspective because I only partner yeah. with people that I have already known for three years. So I know their true yeah. colors. I know how they behave. I know how mm-hmm. they react if things don't go quite well. And that's where you really learn. And sure. early on, I did have some partners that when things went sideways, they didn't have your back. They didn't know what they were doing. They really weren't that strong. Mm-hmm. So I think really is you you need to know somebody, it, yeah. just meeting them once or twice. But, but like you, I you, I know your track record. I know your stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's the only people I partner with now. Yeah. And it's great because we're in a we're in a tribe that like I'm partnering with a deal in Florida. I've got a friend in, in Arizona in the group that I'm going to partner with him as soon as I can, as right. soon as I finish the two deals I'm working on. Yeah. I want to partner. <laughs> so I've got that opportunity. And these people are already experts like you and I. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Right. So I know that things aren't going to go sideways. Yeah. So that's the benefit of having a tribe like we do mm-hmm. is that we're pre, you know, we all kind of know each other well enough and have seen your performance and your communications are great. Andy yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that's the thing. But it's the same thing with passively investing. If you're going to passively invest with somebody and they're not replying to you quickly, or if you okay. have lots of questions and they're getting impatient with you or they're not mm-hmm. following up, that's a sign that, okay, right. I maybe I want to invest with them. If they're not forthright yeah. and sharing everything with you in a timely fashion, mm-hmm. you know, you're, that's a pretty good indicator that, yeah, you probably shouldn't be investing. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially before you invest your money, like you're saying. <laughs> ah, so. And, uh, you know, and I agree likewise. I mean, I'd have, you're a stand-up guy as well. No problem putting money with you. Absolutely. So Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 100%. <laughs> so, um, so it's a passive road to retirement. So I always ask, what would be your top strategy for somebody just getting into real estate, kind of learning, you know, their way around? What would be a good strategy for them to create some kind of passive income stream? Really, it's if you're retired or if you have a past employer and you have a retirement fund sitting in a 401k or Roth IRA, and I was one of those people, um, you can take that money and roll it in, no penalty, no taxes to a self-directed IRA with checkbook control. Now you have control over that money. You can passively invest in real estate, crypto, and other venture capital. And that's what we've done. I had a stack of cash. You know, I was an executive for a Fortune 100 company, accumulated a whole bunch of money in my 401k that I can't touch. I retired early. I can't touch until I'm 59 and a half. Well, you can take that, roll it into a self-directed IRA, and you would not believe the stuff that we're invested in. (laughs) It's like, I have 20% in the stock market. The other 80% is in, probably 60% is in real estate. And the other 20 is venture capital stuff with some of my other friends. That, you know, you would not just all sorts of crazy things that are going to be huge returns. And some of them may not make money. But the fact is that I have control over that money. It's not locked in the stock market where I don't have control. 
So I think that's the biggest. If you're retiring and you that gives you cash flow, but really just gives you diversification, diversification. Because mm. if you're an old guy and you're retired with all your money, your 401k, not a good move. I'm sorry. Yeah. You got to get some of that out of there because if it tanks, I know I lost, well, three, four hundred thousand dollars in 2008 and nine. Right. It took seven to eight years to make that money back. Wow. Okay. No, no. Yeah, no. I want to, I don't want to have that type of exposure. I'm, no. you know, and if you're in your retirement years, you don't want to wait eight years for it to come back. Cause not right. only it, you, you lost the the time value of money, the, the appreciation of what that money, that 300 grand, what would that have earned at 10%? You know, right. think about that over eight years. I've lost yeah. another hundred, couple hundred thousand bucks mm-hmm. and lost value. Yeah. Wall Street doesn't tell you, they don't think, oh, well, you don't lose any money unless you sell it. Well, I did lose money. 300, 400 grand for eight years was not there that I right. wasn't earning yet. Yeah. So that's uh, don't listen to Wall Street and everything they say. It's, <laughs> exactly. They make money if the market's up or down. They make money. Off. Yep. But I think okay. that's my tip is really get outside of that a little. Mm-hmm. You need to get some of your money outside of Wall Street. Like with syndications, they can somebody can email you, you know, and and find out what's going on. They can't really email the CEO of, you know, Coca-Cola and ask, hey, how are I going to reply? Yeah. There's no transparency at all what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And now you have a guide, I believe, a free guide on your website on how to do this too, right? Yep. It's called Rethink Your Retirement. And it's a nine-minute read. And it's if you're new to multifamily investing, it gives you a quick overview of what it is. And then talks a little bit about self-directed IRAs. And, and there's some rules around it. You can't invest in your own things. You can't invest in family lineage, you know, up above, you know, parents or kids and things like that. So there's some restrictions, nothing you can have. You can't benefit from it all because it's still in your IRA bucket. So you can't mm-hmm. touch that until you're retired. Sure. But it allows you to invest in arm length away is what they say, the SEC yeah. says, or the IRS says. It can't be a deal that you're managed or actively participating in at all. Mm-hmm. But, and that, that's why I can, I passively invest tons of stuff with my friends deals. Because right. I can't put it in my own. And yeah. that's great. I've already got these these relationships. They're pre-vetted. Mm-hmm. I know they're good deals. I mean, uh, well, I think we both, you know, Keely and her yeah. and her, her dad, Tracy, I'm 100 grand in a vineyard. Yeah. With the retirement funds, you know? Right. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. So now how, how long does it take, I guess, to transfer your money? I mean, I've, I know how it goes, but maybe you can explain, you know, how it works and how how quickly somebody can do that typically takes 30 days or so. So you contact Fidelity. The big guys are, the big companies are really pretty nice about it. Some of the smaller ones, smaller ones mean, you know, the ones that are multi-billion dollars. Yeah. Those I, I hear are, they don't want to let your money go. They're a little bit, they they make it difficult, the red tape, but some of the big players, Fidelity and those, those, you know, you, 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 you put in a request to have your money uh, transferred. Actually, they'll send you the check. I did this. They send you this huge check. And within 60 days, you need to get that redeposited. You can't use that money. Don't go buy a sports car or anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to redeposit into another self, an, an IRA, a self-directed IRA. Mm-hmm. So it usually takes about 30 days for them to write the check. You get it redeposited. Sometimes they'll do a direct transfer. I think Fidelity had to send me the check and then I had to deposit the check okay. into my, my new self-directed IRA. 30, 45 days. So if you think you're going to get in a deal, do that early. And mm-hmm. so you're not rushing around. Oh, the deal's going to close. Well, I don't have the m- funds moved. So it's about 45 days on average. It's not too difficult. And I've walked investors through this a lot. And some I've actually gotten on the phone with the, you know, that I can't talk about accounts, but I'll call right. and say, hey, you know what? I've got an investor trying to get their money out. You guys are being, I'm really nice about it, being a little difficult. What do we need to do to make this happen? And mm-hmm. they'll say, oh, well, you need to fill out this form, this form. So I've actually done that and helped people move their money <laughs> because they don't want to make it easy. Wall Street does not want to let go of your money. Mm-hmm. But it's not that difficult. And it's so powerful. 
mean, yeah. you can 2X your money in three years versus you know letting it sit there for 30 or 40 locked into a, a stock or bond that you really don't have any control or influence over. And it's not going to grow like that, particularly with what's going on in the economy right now. Yeah. Pretty leery of yeah. Wall Street. So not too bad. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the economy, there's a lot going on, possible rate hike next week, right? Which I'm sure we'll see. Um, I guess with everything going on, what are you most excited about right now coming up? And is there anything, you know, that keeps you up at night or anything you're worried about? No, not really. I think there's going to be more opportunities. We were before the show and Andy and I were chatting a little bit about where we think the market's going to go. Yeah. We see that there's less comp there's less money coming into large multifamily. So before they were getting 20 offers on an apartment complex. Right. Now they're probably getting 10 or 15. Mm-hmm. And because interest rates are going up in some, in some, uh, private equity or buyers will say, you know what, I need a 15% or 10% return. And others say, oh, I only need a 6% return. So it's it's knocked out some of the people that say, okay, I need to make sure I'm returning some ridiculous number. So they're not going to come into play because now we're being more realistic and saying, you know, it's 8% return probably, not sure. these 15, 20 that we've seen in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so the market's softened a little bit, which is good for us as buyers because we are experienced buyers. We've got great track records. Yep. That we can get deals. We have certainty of close. People like to have us buy their properties because they know we're going to close on them. Right. And we're easy to work with and things like that. So those are intangible things that we've got to benefit because mm-hmm. of the, the experience that we have. So I think, yeah. I think, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think we're going to still be fine with deal flow. It's going to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got to be critical in underwriting deals to make sure right. that it's going to be profit. Stress test it really well. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to yep. happen in the future since mm-hmm. COVID all bets are off. Things are, yeah. things have always changed. That's why it's key that you're investing with somebody and they all say, this is a conservative investment. Right. Check yeah. the numbers. Is it really conservative? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> now, um, now, your investors, do you, what do you think they look at uh, majority of the time? Do they, when they're looking at a deal, is there anything they should look at when they're checking underwriting? You know, anything they, any advice you can give on that? Really, it's it's the location. First off, the, the sponsor. We already talked about the who you're investing with. That's yep. more important than a, the deal, really. Right. Because if somebody can take a great deal and run it into the ground, like right. the yeah. deal I invested <laughs> yeah. in early on. Yeah. But really, it's it's population growth, employment growth. If you're in one of those, in in I wouldn't be investing in a super super small market. I love Michigan. I live here. My friends are here. But I'm not buying apartments here because it makes more mm-hmm. sense to buy them in Florida and Texas and Arizona because that's where it's right. most profitable. So first mm-hmm. off, look at the market and and and. Again, it's not dummy proof, but if you're in a large metropolitan area and it's a good, good, good ma- property manager, good asset manager in place, and the underwriting looks reasonable, and you can take a look at stuff. You can see what the population growth is. You can see employment. You can take a look at crime reports for the neighborhood. Do your own due diligence, like you're saying. You're leading me to that, Andy. Was, right. Okay, do do a little bit of work. Just don't, yeah. you know, don't take face value money, of everything. Yeah, yeah. Do a little. You can Google. Everything is Googleable. Everything is out there right. on Google. Spend mm-hmm. a half an hour taking a look and saying, okay, is this Jacksonville a place I want to invest? Yeah. Numbers are phenomenal. I know it is. We 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 own so much there. Yeah. Um, that's the thing is do your due diligence. Don't have to spend hours and hours and hours, but a half an hour of just checking a couple of things. You'll know this is the good market. These are good people. The property managers, they're a good property manager. They're going to be running your asset. Are they mm-hmm. do they have a lot of units? Are they and we're a big player with ResProp, our favorite property manager in Florida. Yep. Uh-huh. And we've got, I don't know, 2,000 units with. They take great mm-hmm. care of us because yeah. of that. Right. Um, and they're they're super professional. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the things as a passive investor, do your own due diligence. And if you're in a strong market in a strong sponsorship team, you should be pretty safe, really. Yeah. 
really pretty good. Yeah. And the more deals you look at like that, you know, versus just, you know, look at the sponsor, you'll learn as you go too, which, you know, you'll be able to look at a deal within 10, 20 minutes sometimes after you've had 20 of them and you'll know right away, you know? So it's, well, it's, yesterday I've been, I've an investor that's, it's a new investor to me and he's, he's going to come into my Florida deal, but he brought another deal to me. He says, Matt, you know, we've been talking on the phone for the last few weeks or whatever and zoom like this. Mm -hmm. There's this other deal I really want to invest in. Will you take a look at it? And I told him earlier, I said, you know, you don't have to invest with me. And if you have another deal, because people bring deals to me. And I took, we were, spent 45 minutes reviewing the underwrite. And I said, okay, this is good. This is good. This, uh, you know, they say they're going to do this in three years. Their business plan is three years. I, you probably can do that. I mean, we're doing it today, but I don't know. I would plan for a, a six year. Don't expect it to get your money back. Through. But we reviewed the whole things. And you know what? And by the way, one of the sponsors was somebody I knew from four or five years ago, really? a wonderful guy. Said, First off, I give this guy thumbs up. I personally know him. I've known him yeah. for four years and the deal looks really solid. Other mm -hmm. than the fact that they, they say we're going to do this in three years, plan on six, have your money time. So I helped him out. He put 75 grand into somebody else's deal. Yeah. That's what you want. You want to be able to do that for your investors because right. even if he doesn't come into my deal, I did the right thing. It's karma. It's going to come mm -hmm. back some way, somehow. Exactly. And I want to make sure he's protected. Now, I've had people bring right. deals to me and they've said, hey, and I've looked at it and said, no, 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 no. Here's the three <laughs> things. First right. off, there's 20,000 people that live in this city. There's one employer. If something mm -hmm. happens to that employer, there's vacancy out. It's going to yeah. be crazy. Right. And things like that. But they were selling, being sold a bill of goods. This is a great deal. I said, I would not invest this in myself. Go for mm -hmm. a, go for a bigger metropolitan area. Look for these things. So uh, we're always, and I know you're the same way, Andy. You're, you yeah. would never steer anybody the wrong way. Right. You just, you just, we have that expertise that they don't have. So I want to yeah. make sure I'm protecting them. Exactly. <laughs> That's and an example. Them, you know, at the same time, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> now, uh, besides, you know, I guess probably investing in real estate earlier, if you could look back to your 18 year old self. Is there anything else you would, you know, tell him or, you know, warn him about? <laughs> it, okay. It would be, it would be the obvious, yeah, invest in real estate earlier. Right. And we did. My wife and I used to flip houses once I, we first got married. And then oh, okay. we had kids and we had to stop doing that for a while. But the other mistake that I made, and then this was in the 80s, I put all my money in the 401k. Oh, you can, I, the company matched 6%. And then I put in, tw I'd match, I go up to 20%. I'd yeah. max that thing out every year. All, now, now I'm like late forties. Like, oh, I got all this money sitting in the stock market. I can't touch it. I can't right. do anything. But I'm going to retire. I can't touch it without paying ten percent penalty. I was in the highest tax bracket. Mm -hmm. So I would say, if you're in your earning years right now, Matt, always match your employer's uh, amount percentage. That's free money. Yeah. Above that, you should invest it in, even if you put it in a Roth where you've got access to it, right. put it in something else that you have access. What if you outperform and you do really well and you invest in real estate and you yeah. two X your money every three or four years or five years, mm -hmm. you have access to it. Then you can right. compound it, compound it. You can't yeah. do that in a, in a retirement 401k or a, an IRA. You just can't, yeah. you're, you're not allowed to do it. So that was my biggest mistake. So going back, I would have taken matched it and then taken that and put it in something else even if it wasn't even if it was in the stock market but not in an IRA so I could capitalize okay it's up or high sell it and I could go do something else with it yeah that was a big yeah. mistake I made so don't yeah. max it out just match the employer <laughs> that's my advice yeah. that's great advice <laughs> and you learn along the way too with your own money so you can kind of oh know, yeah it's, it's great I would I'd recommend it I don't I don't really invest in stocks either you know so Mine's pretty much 100% real estate, but I'm biased. So, 
blind. I, but, but it's still retirement funds. And my wife's yeah. got some stuff yeah. that I can't pull out. It's a, oh, some annuity thing from one of her employers. So I, it's just yeah. forced. I, I can't, I can't get it out. Yeah. Um, totally oh, if I had a half, match, so. I would do it too. I agree with you totally. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just match. Take free yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should always match, but don't go above yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do something else. Right. Listen to Andy's show and learn what else to do. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, last question. I know we're on a, a time crunch. So, uh, if you could step into my shoes for the interview, what's one question you would ask yourself that I did not ask you? Boy. Um, we covered so much, Andy. I know. I, I think just it's just vetting, 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 educating, educating yourself. Because once you're educated on it, it's not doesn't seem so risky. It doesn't seem so scary once mm -hmm. you really understand it. So I think I think it's just you know education, 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 and we we've kind of hit upon that. And then listen to the show. You're you're getting people that have done this. I made mistakes. Mm -hmm. Right. I've shared some of them with you. <laughs> I, I you know I'm not perfect, but I've learned from those and learned from other people's mistakes. I guess that's the thing is learn from other people's. Listen, consume content. Listen to podcasts. Listen, mm -hmm. read books and things like that. I mean, um, it, it's really important that you educate, and then then it's you're comfortable. The right. Comfort level. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as long as it's people that are, you know, industry experts like yourself and have done it, you know, that's the best way to learn, I think, you know. Exactly. Now, how can people contact you? Social media, you know, what's the best way for them to reach out and get a hold of you? Go to hansonholdings.com. We've got lots of information there, educational stuff out there. If you want to set up a time to chat and learn more about it, there's a there's an opportunity to schedule there. But hansonholdings.com, simplest thing to do. Lots of content out there. You can read through it at your leisure, get educated <laughs> on it. And then just take action. That's really the thing is don't sit on the sidelines. I know there's uh, people are concerned that, oh, well, the stock market's down. Well, you think it's down now? Right. And so people are afraid to pull the money out. Well, yeah. it, it could be, it could take 10 years for it to recover. Who right. knows? We don't, or it could take three or four years. You, yeah. What could you have done with that money and earned more money on it? Mm -hmm. I think that's when people need to realize they're saying, well, I'm going to take a loss. Well, you're going to take a loss either way, probably, because you're right. not going to have the value of that money because it's, because it's going to go down probably. And we don't even know if this is the bottom. It could be from yeah. the top from here. You know, we have yeah. no idea. No clue. <laughs> so, well, now we're into our, our five to thrive, which is my favorite portion of the show here. So this is just a word association game. I'll just rattle off five words and just give me the first word or phrase that comes to your mind. The only thing is you cannot repeat your answer twice. Got it. I'm ready. All right. First one, multifamily real estate. Wealth. Passive cash flow. Income. Wealth creation. Real estate. Leverage. Loans. And Hanson Holdings. Fun. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm, a, I'm a fun person to work with, as you, you know. You are. You are. Like, I agree. Okay, it's not going to be stodgy <laughs> or anything. And, yeah. and, and re really, I want people to educate and, and enjoy it. If you Because you're going to be tied to this person for six years. If you're right. investing with somebody, just know that as somebody you know, like, and trust. Yeah. So I would say, know, like, and trust yeah. in addition to fun. But really, you want to enjoy <laughs> who you're working with. Life is too short to deal with somebody that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a serious one for us. Usually we're laughing and joking back and forth. So <laughs> this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went serious on dinner. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it back a little. <laughs> oh, it's cool. a pleasure. Well, well, thanks, Matt. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. you're doing good things out there. Thank you. Appreciate that.